Most people all their lives are walking through the fog of life, grabbing whatever comes into focus. Little do they know that an arm's length away, a new path for their real journey is waiting for them to travel on. My aim is to help you to remove the fog from your life so you can see the path where your real journey awaits you on. and welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to talk about retirement or as I like to call it second life. Now why do I talk about retirement? Well very simple. As you create a journey for yourself in life one of the things that most people often don't think about it in a way as they should is what happens after they retire, after they become 65, 55, whoever. And and just let me explain why I think it's actually important to actually do something with this. When I was younger and I was looking at my grandparents, okay, and my mom's parents, basically. My grandfather, all his life, worked in a furniture company since he was 14 or 15 till the day he actually retired, like 50-some years in the same company. My grandma was a chef and she was doing her cooking wherever she was cooking, but she wasn't employed as much as she, my grandfather was. She was off and on, off and on. However, what happened was, after while my grandfather was not retired, you know, their life seemed to be very energetic, a lot of fun for them. They did many things. However, after he retired, there was seems to be a lot, somewhat of a change. And and the change didn't just come from the fact that he didn't do things because he, on the side, he was, was had a side hustle building furniture. He built some high quality furniture for some very important people in that time in Hungary. But what happened was you could tell that sort of, certain thing as regarding life a little bit changed the sharpness of life just wasn't there and and it wasn't necessarily there because they no longer had to work on it and create that and and just do things now let me go to another side here my wife's mother for instance when she retired all of a sudden, she decided that she no longer cares to drive a car, do other things, because now she's retired. She just wants to be home, because that's what retired people do. And what happened was, within a matter of years, she started to lose her mental faculties because she no longer needed to stay sharp mentally, because she was home all day. It wasn't required from her to do things, be aware of things, and so on and so forth. So it mentally affected her. Now, let's go back to my grandfather's side. But what happened is, after a certain time, the government, Hungarian government, took away my grandparents' house because they wanted to build apartment buildings, and they put them in an apartment in exchange for it. What happened was, at that point, my grandfather very, very much changed. Even though he tried to do certain things on his own, like in his house, he had his own 
setup where he could make furniture in his porch. When he got to the apartment, he tried to do things. It was very cumbersome because he had to rent space in somebody else's shop and then he had to travel. It, 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 he didn't like it. And after a while, he stopped it. And you could tell how mentally he actually broke down after that. He wasn't a sharp. He wasn't just doing too much of anything all day. He was just sometimes reading paper, watching TV. And that's pretty well all his day was when he needed to go out to buy some food with my grandma, which they went out. But that's all their life become because they had no way of getting around somewhere. And sometimes they went here and there, but they just sort of broke down. Even physically, they started to go bad. Now, in Canada, where I lived most of my life, my uncle, for instance, he went to retire, took early retirement. He worked in a prison and he... You know, I was a guard and he was later uh, assistant warden, whatever. So he went up a rank on the ladder and he was making a few hundred thousand dollars a year at the end by, I think. And he decided at 55, he had enough of work and my cousin had kids. So he said, I'm going to look after my grandkids as I get old. But he wasn't old. He's basically, my uncle is what? Probably not, uh, not more than 10 years older than me. So he wouldn't be in a retirement age even right now. But what happened is, after he retired, even though he took care of the kids, his mental faculties and his physical faculties were slowly getting a little bit done, little by little, little by little. And you, you know, and also when I was in working in Canada, and you know, so often went by nursing homes. And you could see these people, 60, late 60s, early 70s, because the kids couldn't take, them, uh, take care of them. They put them in nursing homes because well, what else you would do with them if you don't want to look after people. Basically, what happened was that you could see them just sitting in the chair all day, doing absolutely nothing with their life, physically or mentally, watching TV. And that's all they did. And sometimes the nursing home tried to do some stuff for them, but really, it wasn't doing anything for them. To the point is basically a lot of times for people identifying as basically retired are slowly going towards death. And that's basically what they focus on. And you will find that, that a lot of people actually will get that, unfortunately. So let's go back to here uh, to a more positive note here a little bit. And look at retirement as a little bit different. I may I'm going to talk to you about two people. Please, I heard about these people about half a decade ago, and I can't remember the name. But uh, one of them is the longest working person in United States history. He, this man worked till he was, I think, 105 years old, okay? In a New York bus depot, like bus depot, he was working for the bus union, and he was cleaning buses. And... Only time he missed a day when he buried his wife like 25 years beforehand or something. And, and every day he went to work in the cleaning buses. And even I think President Clinton gave him a plaque or something like that about, or something about acknowledging him that he's the longest continuous working person in United States history. Now guess what? At that time, and I think uh, the president gave him that he was only 95. He was 105 when he died. And guess what happened? He retired, let's say, on a Monday. And I think Wednesday morning, he dropped dead, so to speak. So as soon as he retired, he died the day after, two days after. Then there is this Japanese uh, doctor that actually 
I heard of not too long ago. He was working uh, after being retired. He went back to work because he didn't want to sit on his butt. So he went back to remote villages where there were not necessarily doctors. And he went and every day went to a different village to help people with their sickness. And at 95, because his son actually says, Papa, enough is enough. So he said, okay. He 95, okay, say, I'm retired. He was perfectly healthy. Okay. Three days there, later, he died because he was no longer internally purposeful. You see, what happened is internally, when you look at your mind, your mind will look at things a little bit differently how you believe it is. And your mind always interprets things totally differently as you would believe that or would like it to be. For instance, it is a very famous story that Tony Robbins's uh, father-in-law was diagnosed with cancer, but they didn't tell him that only had three months to live. And so they sent him to wherever Tony has the hotel. And he lived in that hotel in one of the very nice areas for about three years before he says, ah, you know what, I have pain again. So they took him to the doctor. And the doctor wasn't the, right, the same doctor, it was somebody else. And this guy told him that he was going to die. And two weeks later, he actually died. Now, what Tony is telling us, he's saying the story is, that he saw his father-in-law sort of just by crushed by the news mentally soon as he was told he was dead already he was so much crushed and you will find that your mind if you're not keeping in a certain way sharp in a certain way working in a certain way create the necessity for it to be alive and happy and working and doing things your mind basically will end your life that way by not wanting to work no longer wanting to do things and really really the mind a lot of times can cause you a lot of problems when it comes to dying death and just creating you an environment where the physical body will shut down there's a very very famous story that uh, i heard from my mentor's mentor bob proctor he's talking about that in the 80s there was a story from a railroad railroad worker somewhere in the united states where he was cleaning the, you know, the actually mach- the, the cars, rail cars, and one of them was a freezer car. And what happened is he got into the freezer car and accidentally he closed the car behind him so he couldn't get out. And he was talking about, he wrote with a pen or a pencil or something like that or something on the side of the cart, on the inside saying, I'm feeling cold. I know I'm going to die. I, you know, minute by minute, I feel more sleepy and colder. I know I don't have too much to live. I just want to say hello, whatever. So he was telling me this. Next morning, when they opened the cart, he was dead in that cart. And the problem was this, though. The freezing part that he said that he was freezing from was not working in that cart. That's why it wasn't operational. So basically, because he believed that he was going to freeze to death, his mind created it for him and made it happen. I can tell you this from my personal experience. My father, when he got to be 47, he started to say that he wanted to die as soon as possible. He wanted to die young for whatever reason i he liked people to feel sorry for him 
And that was part of the things that he wanted to say because when he felt so, when he said this, a lot of people, oh, Alex, you know, it was not, no, don't do that. He got, he got off on people feeling sorry for him. But he started to say that he wanted to die. And after he started to talk about he wanted to die, within a year, he died. Okay? Since that, at that point, I didn't know much about the mind. Since that, I learned a lot about the mind. And I spent decades on learning and, and adjusting myself and figuring out myself and helping others and everything else in the process as well. And I can tell you this much. Whatever you tell yourself, whatever you focus on, your mind will make it happen. And what happens is a lot of times when I see people who retire, they're focusing not on that they're going to live longer and now let's create something new, a new life and I don't have to work because maybe you get some money from the government, maybe from a union, maybe some whatever. But you're focusing on now that I'm done working, I am basically done with life. And I know because I talked to a fair amount of people who retired, some of my, my ex-colleagues in the older companies I used to work for, soon as they retire, they look at it, well, we no longer can take care of this, so we have to take, uh, get rid of it. For instance, I had a colleague of mine, he looked like Santa Claus with a white beard and everything else. He was working for the same company that I was working for a decade, for almost 30 years. When he got 65, he retired. He basically took him almost all his life to pay for a house in a mortgage. It wasn't a very big paying job, but he, you know, it took him 35, 30 years to pay off a mortgage or something like that. Two years later, after he paid that mortgage and he retires, he says, he says, well, I'm getting too old. I cannot shovel the snow necessarily. I, the house is too big for the two of us because of the three rooms empty. We don't know. I don't know what to do with that. And also, you know, since I'm retired, what am I going to do with my life? I'm basically almost done. I'm almost, almost dead. So he says, I sold the house and I moved into an apartment. Now imagine, now you're paying rent, even though you have maybe a few hundred thousand dollars because of the ha uh, you sold the house. But here's the point. After he looked at his life, that he's basically now it's done and he's going to die, within two years he was dead. And when he said these words, he was absolutely 100% healthy. So your mind, when you get to a certain point and you look at things a certain way, it's retirement or anything else in life, you have to be very, very careful what's a perspective and what you associate with what happens and what you do with that. Because honestly, you're making a big mistake of concluding what everybody else concludes or most people conclude just because this is what everybody else says. Because it's not true. Let me tell you from my perspective. I am, from the point of view of age, as age would come, I'm 11, a year, 11 years away from retirement. There was one point about going back 20 years when I worked in a union job where that was one of very good prestigious unions in Canada. That if I worked till 67, then at that point I could retire with an exceptional good pension. And I was like, ooh, I could just work, do this job, and do this for the rest of my life. And at 65, I get a pension. And then I got way relaxed with that money. And holy fuck. Pardon me. <laughs> I'm sorry. That scared the shit out of me suddenly after a couple of years when I was thinking about this. And I said, no, I cannot accept this. That my whole life is about how many decades down a road 
what I'm going to make and how I'm going to sit on my ass at home thinking that that's going to be acceptable and that's actually a life. So I am implore you, I am sort of telling you, when it comes to retirement, unless you're physically not able, but most people at 65 are extremely able, don't look at 65 as a retirement. Actually, leave your job and start thinking about how you can create a second life, a new life, a life that you don't have to screw around with work from the point of view of somebody that makes you work or government says you have to work to 65. Nothing. You have no obligations. The only thing is to look after you and your family, but to take care of yourself that way, to create something special, good for you and your, your wife, whomever family, but especially for you. I mean, I'm thinking that you're 65. You worked a large amount of your life. You've done enough for your family. You've done enough for people around you, society, that you can really start thinking about yourself, I think. I think when you put all that time in there, you can't just think about what the heck do I want with my life from now on? Because you shouldn't be ready to die yet. Because you should just keep the finger to society and say, I'm not here to die. I want to live another 50 years. And in that 50 years, I want to make millions of dollars. And I want to have a happy, rocking, and absolutely wonderful life. And yes, I want to impact the world a totally different way as I did upon the now. This is exactly what you should be looking at. And this is what you should be thinking up. Because believe me not, if you're going to go into retirement now that you're done and you're going to be retired, you're going to be a miserable, uh, chatty life as you never believed it would be possible. Despite whether you have money or not. I find that there are a lot of millionaires that I know of Somebody I know personally that either at the age of 65 to 70 have sitting on millions of dollars, has the size of the freaking stadium, yachts, race cars, sports cars, motorcycles, some of them even younger women or men, and they're unhappy. They're unhappy because they do not have a purpose in life. They had a purpose till retired, now that they have this money and everything else, they find no purpose. There's no way to spend their time that has actually meaning to it. Because now their mentality, like everybody else, I'm retired, I'm supposed to be tired. So, no. My advice to you, if you accept retirement, fine, leave the company. That's perfect. But start coming up with ideas, what you want to do, what you want to create, so you can actually create a second life, a better life, something that boosts you, jump, you know, it just fills your juice up so much that you're just rocking life more than you ever did before. Because to be honest, if you do that, let me put it to you this way. According to the limited knowledge I have with immune system and everything else, and what I learned from uh, how people are when they're happy, when you're happy, when you have a fulfilled life, when you're basically it's not much stress, it's about creation, when you're just basically doing the right thing for yourself, your immune system is basically at the tip, I mean the top of, tip top of the performance. And what happens is you get less sick. When you don't get a sick, or even if you get sick because the immune system, you can overcome illness a lot easier, guess what? You have a less chance of dying. 
younger from any kind of illness, including cancer, COVID, whatever, you name it, you got it. So my suggestion is look at it, what you would want to create, what you want to become and what you want to do with your life at 65, earlier if you take early retirement or whenever you decide to stop working in a company. Because I can tell you this, you come up with something really, really juicy. You, when you go, you know, actually God will call you away. You will not be thinking, shit, what would happen if I instead of set on my ass actually created something because I'm still, I'm still feeling I'm missing something. But you say, you know what, shit, I did good. I live a good life. I live a good legacy. You know what? These last 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, whatever after retirement, this was the best time of my life. And you know what? I'm happy that I did it. You know what? If you have to go that way, you're not going to be so painful and sorry that most people and bitter that most people, when they die, they go because they know they didn't do half of the shit they were supposed to or could have or should have. And then you, I can tell you this one, when you do it, then you just, you can let go easier and say, you know what? I had a good one. It's time. Let's move on. And then basically that's okay. Because I have seen it. When people are not doing fully their lives, they die bitter. They, be, they die disappointed, angry, and everything else. And when you, they do, they basically are just basically looking at us moving on. I said, you know what? It was good enough. And I'm happy that I did what I did. And I don't have to worry about looking back on my life with disappointment. So you are at it uh, just before retirement. You started retirement. Heck, you are in five years into retirement. You know what? Come and talk to me on LinkedIn. And you know what? I can guarantee you, we can show you. I can teach you how to have a rocking life just by figuring out for you who you are, what your passion is, what you really could do with yourself. And you know what? Let's make it happen because you deserve to live a long and happy life. And that's what you should get and you should have. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Everybody, please have a nice and safe day. Bye for now.